Welcome back to the Rob Skinner Podcast. My goal is to inspire you to live a no regrets life, make this life count, and multiply disciples, leaders, and churches. Today we're going to be taking a look at Chapter 8, Courage in Parenting, for my latest book, Courage, How to Make This Life Count. But before we get into the program, I'd like to let you know about a mission planting happening in the summer of 2021. Pam and I are planting a church in Flagstaff, Arizona, along with a church in Phoenix, Arizona. Pam and I are looking for people interested in leading that team, as well as joining that team as members. If you're interested, please contact me at rob at tucsonchurchofchrist.org. Now let's go ahead and get into the book. Chapter 8, Courage in Parenting. Don't cheat your family of your fullest core. And don't use them as an excuse to avoid the work it will take to manifest your highest vision. You can give love to your family and engage your life's work if you discipline yourself to act on your deepest desires with priority. How'd you like to move to Tokyo, Japan? The missionary asked me over the phone. We were living in San Francisco, and my wife had just given birth to our firstborn. We looked at each other and said, we'd love to. A month later, we were flying to Tokyo, Japan with our six-week-old boy. We would spend the next 10 years in Japan. Our next two kids would be born in Japan. Pam and I had decided in advance of that call that if God called us to go somewhere, we wouldn't say no. I'm so glad we made that decision. We had an opportunity to serve on the Mount Everest of mission fields and apprentice under an extremely gifted missionary and ministry leader. Our kids have had experiences and memories that form the foundation for a life of excitement and service. Christ-centered or child-centered? The culture we live in is kid-centered, not Christ-centered. Our children's education, extracurricular activities, hobbies, sports, music lessons, and tutoring often take priority over our mission. Here are some, some of the symptoms of child-centered parenting. Decisions are made solely on how it benefits or burdens our children. We start making life decisions based primarily on the impact on our children. We're too focused on minimizing disrupting our children's schedules and life. We get paralyzed and can't answer the call of God because it might upset our children. Our schedule gets dictated by our children's sleep schedule. We bend over backward to make sure our kids have a rigid bedtime and wake up. We worry over college and money. We stop tithing and giving to charity because we're panicked about looming college expenses. I don't know of anything sadder than when I see once-fired-up followers of Christ who are now hiding behind their kids. These formerly mission-driven disciples currently serve as full-time Uber drivers for their kids and their activities. Restore Christ to the throne of your home. The best gift you can give your kids is a mission-minded, adventure-based upbringing. Many parents I talk to are afraid of their kids and are fearful that their kids will resent any sacrifice or hardship placed on them because Christ is the Lord of the home. They worry that their kids will grow up and complain about how tough it was because their parents were Christians. I believe that your kids will be more inspired by and attracted to Jesus when they witness the spiritual lifestyles and obedience of their parents, and in particular, 
their dad. As one writer puts it, a short period of time with a father who is absolutely present, full in love, undivided inside, and sure of his mission in life will affect your children much more positively than if they spend lots of time with a father who is ambiguous in his intent and has lost touch with his deepest purpose, no matter how much he loves his children. Many well-meaning parents want their kids to follow Christ when they leave the house. The best environment for your kids is one in which you model a mission-driven life. Todd Schultz, a friend from our college days, lives and works near Atlanta, Georgia with his wife, Karen. Their oldest son had decided to serve as a missionary for a year in mainland China. Todd and Karen visited him and were asked by the mission leader if they would consider taking a sabbatical from Todd's work as a school teacher and spend a year in China. This couple in their 50s prayed and decided to go for it. Here's what he shared about his experience. In February of 2015, our oldest son Daniel decided to take the one-year challenge and go on a mission team to Foshan, China, in China's Guangdong province, about two hours north of Hong Kong. In December of 2016, we visited to see all that was going on firsthand. During our visit, Daniel had set up lunches, dinners, etc. with several of the leadership couples. One of these was with the overall leader of these ministries, Kelsey Han, and his wife, Jelaine. In our conversation, I casually mentioned the thought of moving there in our retirement years. Kelsey asked if I had the option as a teacher of doing a sabbatical. I said that I did. Kelsey said, what would you think about coming now? We were a bit stunned as we hadn't even remotely considered coming now. Yet the reality was I could do a sabbatical the following school year, which meant we could come by summer. Karen's a realtor, and so she could take off the year without too much trouble. We told the Hans we'd seriously consider and pray about it. As we took the 45-minute metro ride back to our hotel, we grew increasingly excited about the opportunity. However, later in the evening and throughout the night, my mind started to fill with anxiety about the potential challenges and difficulties. By the next morning, I found myself quite fearful of the idea. Coincidentally, in my Bible study that morning, I was confronted with how Jesus was amazed by just two things, people's faith or their lack thereof. We decided we didn't want to amaze Jesus by our lack of faith, and so made up our minds to go. Our younger son, John Mark, a 21-year-old non-disciple at the time, accepted our invitation to come with us. God truly blessed us with a hundred times as much in terms of new relationships with so many amazing disciples who we now consider some of our dearest friends. Nothing about the experience was as thrilling as being able to reach out to and share the gospel with Chinese college students who were hearing about Jesus and the Bible for the first time. What an incredible privilege. It was so faith-building to witness the impact of the transforming power of the gospel in so many lives. Honestly, the power of the cross transcends cultures and nationalities. Their fresh, vibrant faith, joy, and love reinvigorated our own. The grand finale of our time in China was watching Daniel and Sophia, his Chinese fiance, be married the day before we had to return to the U.S. It's been a year and four months since returning to the U.S. Upon returning to the U.S., we determined that we wouldn't settle back into a cushy American Christianity. We were asked to lead the singles group at our church, which we gladly accepted and have been doing ever since. We have newfound faith and conviction in everything we do. We had hoped our non-disciple younger son, John Mark, would be impacted by the lives of the Christians and become, become one himself while over there. 
He was impacted greatly and was baptized here seven months after returning to the U.S. in Athens, Georgia, last Friday night. We thank God for the amazing opportunity that he set in our laps in going to China and know that we'll never be the same because of it. If you want to help your kids follow Christ, follow Christ yourself. Let them see you carry the cross, and they may choose to pick up their cross in time. In our move to Tucson, our son James was going into his senior year of high school. He was a star on his basketball team and surrounded by friends. I called a family meeting, and we talked about the decision to move. There were tears, and yet we made the call to move. James had to try out on a top-level basketball team and make new friends at his new high school. There were many days that fall semester when he came home from school, and I asked him how it went. He said, I sat alone at lunch. It broke my heart to see the struggle he was going through. He started his own lunchtime Bible discussion. Pam and I would deliver pizza for him and his friends. By the end of the semester, he had nearly 30 kids joining the discussion. James and his sister Anne baptized one of the kids who was going to the group. Mission-minded parents inspire their kids to follow Christ. I'm not talking about being a crazy, whacked-out parent who neglects his kids. I'm talking about talking about being a loving parent who places Christ at the center of the family. When we planted the church in Ashland, Oregon, our church service was held in the living room, and the children's ministry worshipped in the garage. The kids still managed to become Christians in time. Parenting demands courage. Living differently than the world is a conscious, intentional decision. While others are raising their eyebrows at you, you will need to be looking up at Christ and what he's calling you and your family to do. My advice is to practice both and thinking over either or thinking. Pray and think about how you can accomplish your mission and dreams and take your kids along with you. You can do both, and your kids will witness a living example of a person sold out for Christ. They will sense your authentic, imperfect, and yet sincere faith, and they will have the best opportunity to follow Jesus. Gut check. If Jesus were to pay an unannounced visit to your household tonight, would he say your parenting is child-centered or Christ-centered? What could you start doing this week to restore Jesus to the throne? I want to thank you for listening to Chapter 8 for my latest book, Courage, How to Make This Life Count. If you enjoyed it, you can buy it on Amazon. Just type in Rob Skinner and you'll find it for sale, along with my first offering. And if you're enjoying this podcast, I want to ask you to please hit the subscribe button and let your friends and family know. You can also email me with feedback or questions. I'd love to hear from you. Email me at rob at tucsonchurchofchrist.org. My goal is to inspire you to make this life count, live a no-regrets life, and multiply disciples, leaders, and churches. Have a great day and make this life count.